All right, Tuesday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Welcome to another week. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Christmas is only, what, 12 days away, so Merry Christmas to everybody. Just a couple of things off the pregame here before we get to the 90 minutes of fury. This is all free. Just a couple of things. We all like to lead off. We'll go good news, bad news. We'll go good news first. Biden down in Georgia by 5%, which you know is way, way, it's actually way more than that. But in Michigan, Biden down, the latest polling, Biden down 10% in the state of Michigan. I don't think I've ever seen that in my lifetime. I'm 55 years old. I don't think I've ever seen a Democrat down by 10% in the presidential election than in Michigan. So, I mean, I know it's a long ways out, but it's still a really good sign. I'd rather be up in the polls than down in the polls, Biden down by 10% in Michigan, being led predominantly by people who did not vote in 2020. So you had a lot of politically disinterested people in 2020 that have now seen about 30 to 40% or higher inflation, like they were talking about there, about incomes. It was on the, uh, I think it was, no, it was, it was actually MSNBC, talking about incomes matching inflation, Biden, you know, you have Bidenomics, which, by the way, they did poll testing on the Bidenomics things. Uh, and, and now you're not seeing Bidenomics mentioned by Karine Jean-Pierre anymore, not seeing it mentioned by Biden anymore because it polled so poorly, People because people are like, Bidenomics is crap. So they, they stopped, if you've noticed, they've, they've stopped saying it. And that's, that's just how disingenuous and how absent of any sort of principles these people are. They just poll things, and if it doesn't work out, they stop saying it. Whether it's true or not, they stop saying it. Bidenomics is crap anyway, but now they've stopped saying it because of the polling numbers. But people who didn't vote in 2020 at all are now starting to show interest because inflation is skyrocketing. And, and Biden is always talking about how wages have gone up. Wages going up means absolutely nothing in comparison to inflation, unless wages go up more than inflation. Right. Where we have, you have wages going up somewhere between 3 and 7% max, and inflation has gone up 30 to 60%, depending on what category you're talking about. So, the, again, this is just typical. It's like Trudeau. It's like Trudeau in Canada saying, you know what? You're getting, you're getting taxed. They're, what, they're, they're carbon tax, which you're always hearing Pierre Polovev say, ax the tax is what he's talking about. He's the conservative leader. Well, you have Justin Trudeau tax you, say, $3,000 a year for their green carbon tax and then give you a rebate of $1,000. And then if you want to repeal the tax, he'll say, you're taking back that $1,000. No, we're giving you back $2,000. So, I mean, this, that's how politicians work. He's taxing you three, rebating you one. And if you go against the tax, he says you're losing your rebate. Some people, this is how it all works. This is how it all works. Sometimes Republicans do the same thing, but this is what Democrats do 100% of the time. And if you saw in the video, too, just a couple of things I can't resist talking about them. You have another politician collapsing at, at you know, at a podium. Another one. This is in Turkish Parliament. You see in the pro game, in the in the uh, pregame. If not, just go onto Twitter and, and and type Turkish Parliament. It'll come up. Another politician just collapsing at a podium. How many? How many before 2021? How many politicians have you ever seen collapse? Ever? How many news anchors have you ever seen collapse? How many medical professionals have you ever seen collapse? How many professional athletes or non-professional athletes have you ever seen collapse? You know, and again, I just, I just simply bring up the numbers. And, and you're like, if I, I hesitate to start talking about vaccines because it's 846. If I start talking about vaccines, it might not stop until 930. <laughs> but I'm going to try to keep this before, you know, in, for 30 or 40 seconds, maybe a minute. But just always remember the statistics. When, you, when you're dealing with athletes that have dropped dead on the field, athletes dropped dead on the field, you do a 52-year 52 52-year 52 study. This isn't counting 2023 now. This is 1970 to 2022. 
And so those of you that watch the podcast, you know where I'm going with this. But just in case you've never heard this data, which, by the way, fact check it all you want. If you're a libtard that's watching right now, please fact check it. Love you to fact check it. Please do it. From, 19, from 1970 to 2020, 1970 to 2020, about 1,700 athletes over a 50-year period dropped dead on the field. About 1,700 athletes dropped dead on the field. And then, strangely, in the last two years of that 52-year study, 2021 and 2022, 1,950 athletes dropped dead on the field in two years. So in 50 years, 1,700 dropped dead on the field. And in two years, those very strange two years. Now, what do those two years have in common that the previous 50 years didn't have in common? That would be the vaccines, the COVID-19 vaccinations. So in two years, 2021 and 2022, 1,900 athletes, just more than that, actually, 1,900 athletes dropped dead on the field. In two years, in the previous 50 years, 1,700 dropped dead on the field. Just so everybody knows. And one more thing on the pregame. You have Zelensky coming, Voldemar Zelensky coming to the United States to meet with, of course, all the warmongers, all those that will never fight in a war themselves, never have fought in a war themselves, never will fight in a war themselves, but love for other people to fight in wars. So they can, they can receive campaign contributions, they can get jobs, multi-million dollar, dollar board jobs like Lloyd Austin got, Nikki Haley got. They love foreign wars, so Nikki Haley can go work on the board of Raytheon and make millions and millions of dollars. I don't know if it's Raytheon or not, but that's Lloyd Austin's is Raytheon, whatever Nikki Haley's was. So that Nikki Haley can then go in and whore wars. And then Nikki Haley, if she loses, which she will, this, this presidential campaign, unless Trump's dumb enough to put her as his VP, then she'll be vice president. If she loses, she'll go right back to the board of whoever, Lockheed Martin or whatever, and then she'll secure and lobby multi-billion dollar contracts. And then she'll run again or she'll become a, uh, you know, a uh, governor, congressman, uh, congresswoman, whatever, senator, whatever political position she wants, whatever it is. And then win or lose, campaign for it. She wins. She'll stay in office for a couple years. Then go back to the board. Then go back into office. Go back to the board. And that's when she's on the board, she's securing multi-million dollar contracts from the, go from the government. And when she's in the government, she secures multi-billion dollar deals from the from from the company this is what you call fascism the combination of corporatism corporatism and government that's fascism so you have Volodymyr Zelensky here in the United States lobbying for billions of dollars to go to a war for democracy now Volodymyr Zelensky is is no democratic leader he's an authoritarian dictator who has eliminated on the you have Biden Lindsey Graham who's he meeting with he's meeting with of course Chucky e. Schumer he's meeting with Mike Johnson meeting with, with Biden, and he's meeting with Mitch McConnell. All of them want money to go to Ukraine. Now, Johnson has some restraints. The rest of them could care less. With Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden could care less about any restraints whatsoever going to Ukraine. I mean, accountability, oversight, strategy for winning, whatever it is, no, no ties to our border funding, nothing. They don't care. Now, it's amazing they don't care considering that Joe Biden, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Mike Johnson, because he, he's doing backroom deals himself right now, funding this ridiculous government, being $34 trillion, I repeat. And, that, and remember now, in June of this year, we were $32 trillion in debt. Everybody needs to remember that. June of this year, 2023, we were 20, uh, $32 trillion in debt. We leapfrobbed 33 and basically went right, I mean, 
we leap, leapfrog uh, 33, and we're almost at 34 trillion right now. So we're basically going up a trillion dollars in debt uh, about every two to three months now, when it used to be about once every 18 months, when 18 months was inexcusable. Uh, Barack Hussein Obama called George W. Bush's debt, which George W. Bush is a national disgrace and embarrassment, because he put us $8 trillion in debt. Barack Obama called that a national disgrace and then added $11 trillion to George, George W. Bush's $8 trillion, putting us at $19 trillion when Donald Trump took office. So here you have Volodymyr Zelensky meeting with all these officials. And as Mike Johnson said, Mike Johnson does some good things. He doesn't do some good things. The latest, uh, strat, you know, strat, I mean, the, the, the uh, latest fiscal policy stuff, not good. Not good. Meeting, meeting with Chuck Schumer behind closed doors, coming up with another funding bill, absolute disgrace. But on this, he has something. I mean, Mike Johnson wants funding for Ukraine, but he wants it tied to, here's a list, oversight. In other words, we need some fiscal accountability. There's fiscal accountability. Lindsey Graham doesn't want that. Biden doesn't want that. Schumer doesn't want that. So basically, there would be no funding because for funding for Ukraine outside of the, somehow Joe Biden wrote him a check for $200 million. I don't, how does Joe Biden write a check for, to Voldemar Zelensky in the video we showed you, the Fox News video, in the pregame, Joe Biden wrote a check to Voldemar Zelensky for $200 million. How is that possible without congressional approval unless it already been allocated? I'm assuming it already been allocated. Otherwise, Joe Biden's committing a crime. Because number one, you can't you can't write any checks to Congress doesn't prove Congress holds the purse string, purse screen uh, purse strings hard to say it. So it was either already allocated, but Joe Biden just said in his news conference he's allocated another two hundred million dollars for Ukraine with no oversight, no strategy for victory, and all of these whether it's leftists or all of them are leftists. I mean, it's hard, you want to delineate because you want to say Rhino. They're not Republicans in name only. That's that's is an accurate assessment. But Lindsey Graham is a leftist, closeted as a conservative. These people are actually elected by Democrats. You need to understand that. If you if you, if you take like Ben Sass as an example, who's now the president of the University of Florida, absolute globalist joke of a human being, running as a Republican, and you're like, no, I've heard Ben Sass say things like he's pro-life. Pro-life, but never does it. He's not even really pro-life, he just says pro-life things and does nothing to legislate any sort of pro-life initiatives. Didn't for years and years and however, long, however many years or decades that he was in the Senate. Yeah. Now, if you found out how Ben Sass gets elected, Ben Sass got elected by Democrats. They, they're there to occupy seats in the name of a Republican so they can legislate as, as a Democrat so that you don't elect legit conservatives. Because in those districts, there's at least a shot that a legit conservative can be elected. But if you put a shill Democrat in there, then Republicans are like, oh, we're already good. We've already got that seat. You don't have that seat. You don't. And we have that right here with Marco Rubio. He doesn't ever actually do anything. Marco has good sound bites, but he never actually does anything. And then when he's finally called upon to make a stand, he doesn't ever do it. He puts out great sound bites, but legislates nothing. And then he's part of the gang of eight. He's a joke. They're just there to occupy a seat for the Democrats to make you believe that a Republican holds it as they legislate, as Democrats are do absolutely nothing as conservatives. That's the point of it all. So here you have this, you know, Volodymyr Zelensky wants billions and billions more dollars to go fight for democracy. Again, it, it, you know, I know this might get redundant. 
I don't care. It, it, it is, we, we need to have slogans and terms that we can repeat over and over again. Calling this, if, uh, you know, calling the Ukraine war a fight for democracy is like saying that vaccines are safe and effective or that vaccines stop transmission and infection. Neither one of them, none of it is true. It's not a fight for democracy. How can it be a democracy when the leader of this democracy has banned all opposition media and, and political parties? How can that be a democracy when you've banned all, when you ban free speech and you've banned opposition political parties and you've banned all opposition media and he's canceling the upcoming election and we're going to fight for democracy or we're going to fund a fight for democracy? And again, with no oversight, no strategy to win. And just on the strategy to win, there is no strategy to win. <laughs> There's no way for them to win. How is the Ukraine army going to beat the Russian army? Outside of the power of God, which they don't have because of the most corrupt country on the planet. I don't care if people say third, fourth. No, there's nobody more corrupt than Ukraine. None. Zero, zilch, none. They've lost every battle. Not, they have not won one incursion. They've lost a propaganda battle. Remember, they're, they're, you, have a, you have a missile go off and, and strike uh, Poland, and, Vol and Volodymyr says it was a Russian missile. Turns out to be a Ukrainian missile that strikes Poland. It's an absolute joke. They're not one one thing. The kill ratio is 10, 12, 20, 30 to one. Ru Ukrainian versus Russian. Yeah. For every one Russian, for every 30 Ukrainians killed, one Russian is killed. And, that's, that, and it's probably way worse than that. So they've not won one thing. What happened to their fall offensive? What happened to their summer offensive? Nothing. Nothing. More money is not going to do anything. They are outmatched. You send them more bullets. All the more bullets will do is enable them to fire more rounds into the air and surrender to the Russians. <laughs> that's all that's going on there. Yep. And of course, none of them, whether it's Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, or Joe Biden, and whenever you agree with Joe Biden about anything, you know how wrong you are. You're completely wrong. It's like the conservatives that are not standing with Israel, and you're like, you know, Joe Biden's standing with Israel. He is not. He's publicly saying that he's standing with Israel while secretly, not even secretly, funding Hamas. So if you're, if you're like, you know, Tom, you're standing where Biden's standing because you're standing with Israel. No, Joe Biden's not standing with Israel. He's asking for the ceasefire. Are you asking for the ceasefire? Then you know you're wrong. He's funding Hamas. He sent him $100 million a month ago. Right after the attack, gave him $100 million. Not to mention the billions to, to Iran who funds Hamas. And they, none of this Ukraine strategy is allowed to be tied to the border. Not allowed to be tied to the border. And if you do want to send any money to Israel, which I'm against outside of our usual support, they haven't asked for it, we don't need to send it. If you want money sent to Israel or you want money to go to the border, then you have to fund Ukraine. That's how Washington works. And what everybody needs to do is have the guts to put together single legislative bills and have Democrats on the record vote against them. That's what you do. Funding for Israel. Have them on the record vote against you like it's a waste of time. No. Then you have them on the record. You put on commercials, campaign ads. Put a, put a border, border defense funding bill in place and have them vote against it on the record. That's what you do. Get them on the record. It's, it's, that's how it works. They do it. Why don't we do it? I don't know. So, and, and Mike, uh, Mike Johnson makes some, good, makes some good points. He's talking about the Ukraine funding. I Now, listen, 
I don't think there should be any Ukraine funding. I'm just going to illustrate the points that he was correct on. He said that Ukraine funding needs to be tied to securing the borders. Why do our borders need to be secured? Well, on Wednesday of, of last week, 12,000 people crossed in one day, illegally. And we know that it's at least twice that, according to CBB statistics. It's at least 24,000, up to five times 12,000. 12,000 crossed in one day. And that's, I've, been telling you that, I've been telling you this for months and months and months and months. Under the Trump administration, 8,000 illegal crossings per month that we knew about. Now that's 10,000 a day that we know about. 280 known terrorists have now crossed the southern border under the Biden administration. And again, it's at least, let's see, what would that be? Uh, 560. It's at least twice that many, according to CBP statistics. Fentanyl is now the leading cause of death amongst young Americans. And that all crosses through the southern border. Made, funded, manufactured by the CCP. As simple as that. So that I just wanted, to, I didn't mean to spend, I guess I ended up spending 20 minutes on pregame. Well, anyway. <laughs> so let me go to this now. This I'm going to go on, I've got a whole stack of miscellaneous stories here that are not remotely connected. So we're going to shoot all over the place here. But I had to show you this Zuby video. It's a good person to follow. It's a Z-U-B-Y. Follow on Twitter or X. And this is a great explanation about free speech. There's a lot of stuff going on about free speech because of the president at Harvard. They want her, her last name's Gay. They want her retire, want her to resign. And I think it was the, I can't remember which one it was now. Was it, it was maybe, the, it was, I think it was the Penn president or was it the MIT president? I can't remember. That actually did resign because of her testimony in Congress. And let me, let me just, uh, Senate, let me just, no, it was Congress because it was Lee Stefanik interviewing them. Let me, let me make sure that everybody knows, not that it's super important, but just so you know where I stand on it. Do I think that you should be able to do anti-Israel demonstrations on college campuses? Absolutely. It's free speech in America. Yep. Free speech. You should be able to espouse any speech that you want as long as you are not orchestrating violence. Now, people will go, well, what does it mean to orchestrate violence? Because they claim that Trump orchestrated violence on 1-6. That's asinine idiocy. Orchestrating violence would be, come down here, we have the weapons. Come down here, we are handing out bats, and bricks to go downtown. That's not free speech. Everybody get the difference. If you go, you know what? We hate America. You should be allowed to say it. We want to see the downfall of the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, any country. You can say, I want to see the downfall of, you know, uh, Tomville. You can do whatever you want. You're allowed to say whatever you want. You're not allowed to orchestrate violence. That's not free speech. So on campus, they were calling for Israeli genocide. Should that be allowed? As long as you're not orchestrating violence, you're allowed to espouse for the uh, destruction of another country as long as you're not doing it yourself. You're allowed to do that if you want to do it. That's free speech. And that now, the, the, what happened with the college uh, professors, or the, I keep saying professors, college presidents, is not that they came out and they said, well, those are free speech things. They're actually free speech statements. They're actually correct on that. They are, it is free speech. You're allowed to do it as long as you're not orchestrating violence. You're allowed to say whatever you want. You're just not allowed to do whatever you want. Right. As far as violence is concerned. So you're like, Tom, you're, you just said that you could call for the genocide of Zimbabwe. You can call for it as long as you're not orchestrating it. If you want to say it, you can say it. You're allowed to say it. Now, there's other certain things you're not allowed to say. You're not allowed to, they're like in the state of Florida, you cannot make a threat over the phone. That's a crime. That's already been established in statute. But you can say whatever you want to say. You're just not allowed to do whatever you want to do. So um, 
where the where the problem was was the was the hypocrisy of the administrations at these at these colleges or universities where they were saying that that is allowed you're allowed to call for the genocide of the Israeli people you're allowed to do it the president even said as long as you don't act on it that's correct that's correct and people want it. people say it all the time various violent things you could say Again, there's a line with it. If you have a weapon in your hand and you're saying, I'm going to come beat your head in, that's now an assault. That's under statute. But if you just say, you know what, I want, want this to happen, I want that, you can say, I want this to happen and I want that to happen. You can do that all you want. That's actual free speech. You're allowed to do that. So what these, these college presidents were saying is that all of that calling for an Israeli genocide is covered by our free speech, covered by the First Amendment. They're correct. Problem is, is they don't allow that whenever it's espousing an anti-leftist message. That's what got them in trouble. Now they're being they're being they're being forced to resign, or they're being um or they're resigning because they allowed speech. They shouldn't be fired for that. What they should be fired for is their hypocrisy and not in, in using the moniker of free speech but then not enforcing free speech. That's what they should be fired for. Right. They, they, because they won't allow free speech. If there's a guy that's dressed up as a woman, you see a guy, and you call that man a man, they will not allow that. You will be removed from campus. You're not even allowed to go there. Like if you're Matt Walsh, you're not allowed to go there and talk. Or they'll charge you extreme amounts for security to keep you out. So that that that's the thing. They're that they're being forced to resign because of what they because of what they said at the at the Senate at the congressional hearing that they will allow anti-Semitic free speech. That's what they're being forced to resign for. They shouldn't. They should be be they should be being forced to resign for their hypocrisy in enforcing free speech. That's what should happen. So here is a good summation of what free speech should look like. Play for me, other. I think if X is going to be a free speech platform, it needs to be a free speech platform. Would you would you let Nick Fuentes back on? Yes, absolutely. A white supremacist anti anti semite. Yeah, as long as he doesn't break the rules. Well, those are breaking the rules. No, being having views, having thoughts in your head, is not against the law. What about or saying the rules on his show? If you say things on the platform that violate the platform, and if you rules, promote your show and you say them on your show, well. If I started spewing white supremacy Look, stuff I, I, now I, I think in front that, of you, right, <laughs> and I then tweeted a, yes. a link to the show, you'd be mm -hmm. happy with that? I'm not saying I would be happy with it, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't want you banned from X for, the, for that. Really? So I could look down the barrel of this camera and say I think all black people should mm -hmm. be thrown out of this country. Watch it. Watch how they clip this one. Well, no, okay. So they, someone will clip it, right? And I could say that. Yes. And then I could tweet a link mm -hmm. to this show to promote mm -hmm. the show. Yes. And you would think I should stay on X. Yes. I would support your right to free speech. Wow. Amazing. And you see how Pierce Morgan, who lives on the notion of free speech, he lives on it and <laughs> wants speech banned. Right. He doesn't see how it's going to turn on him. I mean, if he is, if, if say that I'm in power and now I'm going to go by his rules, then anything that's not right wing, I find objectionable. I want him banned. He doesn't see it. And he see, we need to understand something. Just because you're for free speech doesn't mean you're for what's said. Right. That's like saying if a man gets convicted of, of murder and you say, I believe he's innocent, you're for murder? 
No, I'm not for murder. I just want him to, I, I, I don't believe he's guilty. It, it doesn't mean that because I want somebody to have the right to be a black supremacist that I'm in favor of black supremacy, nor just because I want somebody to have the right to say white supremacist things that I'm a white supremacist. Doesn't mean any of that. Again, it just comes back to if you have somebody who, who is convicted for murder and you say that he's innocent, that makes me in favor of murder? No. No, I'm just, I mean, I want a fair trial. And that's the thing. Just because I want somebody to be able to say things that are anti-Israel certainly doesn't mean I'm anti-Israel. I am pro-Israel. I stand completely and totally against anybody who's for Hamas, for Palestine from the river to the sea, completely and totally against me. You should be able to say it. And listen, if you cross the defamation lines, I mean, you have Zuby right there saying, you want, you, Nick Fuentes should be allowed back on. He should be. Why is he banned? Because he's a racist. I agree he's racist, which makes him stupid. But you have free speech rights here. And as long as you are not orchestrating violence, you could, you could say things that are anti another country. You could say, man, I wish that, that uh, Russia would just, uh, or I wish that Ukraine would wipe us, uh, Russia off the planet. Uh, off the planet. What if, is, you're saying a violent thing. Right. There's, I hear Americans all the time, I wish we just nuked those people. So you're calling for a genocide, right? Yep. You should have the right to say that as long as you're not building a nuclear weapon yourself. I hope everybody is there. Anybody yeah. been clear on this, Aaron? 100%. Okay, so that's the whole thing. I'm, listen, I'm not advocating any sort of violence. None. I'm a nonviolent man, completely and totally. Don't believe in it at all. Only the only violence I, I agree with is self-defense. But you should be able to say whatever you want to say as long as you are not orchestrating the actual act of violence or doing it yourself. It's as simple as that. Go, Aaron. It's like people put on their Twitter pages, uh, retweets don't equal endorsement. It's the same kind of concept. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, just because I want free speech doesn't, I agree, doesn't mean I agree with the speech. Yeah. That's the whole essence of free speech. That's the whole essence of it is that, of, of a First Amendment, is that you have to allow speech that you don't agree with. Pierce Morgan's an idiot. You want, you want Nick Fuentes. Who I, listen, I can't stand Nick Fuentes. <laughs> He's an idiot. He's annoying. He's an annoying <laughs> idiot. He really is. However, I'm not saying that simply because I want to score points with the black community. I, mean, I don't care. I mean, you're, you're stupid or you're not stupid. He's an ignoramus. He is a stupid. He espouses stupid viewpoints based on the the uh, melanin content in people's skin. That is absolutely an ignoramus, asinine, idiotic uh, philosophy to have in life. But he should have the right to say it. And if you cross a defamation line, then you cross it, which Alex Jones didn't, by the way. Can't you cannot you cannot defame people who are dead. But he's a you know, billion dollars in the hole because of people like Pierce Morgan, who's, who's propagating. He's all The reason why that video is on there is because he uh, Pierce Morgan is posting videos of what Alex Jones said about Sandy Hook. It's amazing. Somebody whose livelihood depends on free speech wants people banned for speaking. Not, not realizing that eventually it will turn on you. That's the right. wrong person is now in charge. They'll turn on you. I'll, can, I'll you know, anything he says that's, Anti-gun, I consider that hate speech. Anything that he says that's anti-Christianity, I consider that hate speech. Anything that he says that's pro-gay uh, marriage, I consider that hate speech. He'll be banned. If I'm in charge, he'll be banned. Yeah. Now, I would never do that, but I can't imagine how anybody could not see it flipping on them. Yeah. He's an, I mean, talk about an asinine idiot. That's Pierce Morgan. All right, let's go. I told you a bunch of random subjects here. Townhall.com video. Here's a, here, now, here's the latest. This latest. 
Queers for Palestine protest shutting down traffic in New York City. Play for me, other. So I just had to see this, and again, it's just I, I love to always have something that encapsulates the stupidity of the left. I mean, I love when something <laughs> we have just have a grand summation of the stupidity of the left. It's truly, it's truly amazing. NYPD, NYPD, KKK, IDF, Israeli Defense. Uh, gosh, I forgot what the F stands for. Uh, forces, forces. forces I yeah. had freedom stuck in my head. Israeli Defense Forces are all the same. The KKK is the same as Israeli Defense Forces. <laughs> the KKK. I mean, think about, think about the. And let's look at a couple realms of stupidity here. The KKK, which is anti-Semitic, is the same as the Israeli Defense Forces. <laughs> this is this epitome. This is just a great summation of the idiocy of the left and then of course the obvious idiocy of queers for palestine where queers aren't allowed to exist in palestine <laughs> you'll be executed on site yeah. in palestine if you are a queer if you are a man who sleeps with other men or a woman who sleeps a woman who sleeps with another woman another woman you'll be executed on site you'll be hung castrated cast off a building whatever it may be you'll be you'll be executed and you have them chanting for their killers to have their own state. <laughs> Amazing. This absolute encapsulation of the stupidity of the left. Told you a bunch of random things. Let's go to China. Benny Johnson video. America under attack. China, China hacker infiltrates key U.S. services. Never happened under Trump. Happening under Biden. Play it for me. Reveals hackers affiliated with China's People's Liberation Army have infiltrated critical services here in the U.S. Alexandra Hoff joins us now from our nation's capital. Alex, this is not good. No, it's not. I mean, this infiltration appears to be part of a broader effort to insert chaos into our logistical systems. The information collected could then be weaponized if the U.S. and China were to become engaged directly in the Pacific. According to reporting from The Washington Post, setting multiple U.S. and industry security officials, China's cyber army, army is invading critical U.S. services, like an attempt to break into the system behind Texas's independent power grid. Other victims include a water utility in Hawaii, a West Coast port, and at least one oil and gas pipeline according to that report you're seeing there. Brendan Wells, executive director of the Department of Homeland Security Cybersecurity Agency, told the Washington Post this, quote, It is very clear that Chinese attempts to compromise critical infrastructure are in part to pre-position themselves to be able to disrupt or destroy that critical infrastructure in the event of a conflict to either prevent the United States from being able to project power into Asia or to cause societal chaos inside the United States to affect our decision-making around a crisis. The report notes that over the past year, hackers affiliated with the people People's Liberation Army in China have accessed the computer systems of about two dozen critical entities. When did that happen? All under the Biden administration, of course. Now, why is it? Why does? Why is it? And I don't want to go too deep into this. Some uh, people are not interested in this. It's amazing. Six hundred fifty people that are watching right now. I'm going to watch the numbers right now. See if we go up or see if we go down. See if we go down. Because whenever I talk about this, the numbers go down. Because people people don't think of China as being as salacious as vaccines 
as CBDC, as social credit systems, climate change, and everything else, but they're our number one geopolitical threat on the planet and our number one military threat, and they absolutely dwarf Russia. Yep. Dwarf Russia in threat and ability. Dwarf them. They're a nation of 1.3 to 1.4 billion people. We are a nation of about three to 400 million, depending on who you believe. So we're not even, we're not, we're, think about what a billion is. We're not even close to half the size of China. Or about a third of the size of China, just so everybody knows. But the people don't think of it, you know, being, you know, being that salacious or that interesting. It should be because, or you talk about the. If I talk about the World Economic Forum, if I put WEF on the screen, everybody's like, "Ooh, Klaus Schwab," because you know he sounds like a villain off of a James Bond video. You know, you know, and all those different things. So, but you talk about China, people are actually disinterested in it. But how are they able to pull this off? I mean, how in the world, numbers are going up, good. So how are they able to pull this off? I mean, when you have a balloon, just for, you know, just for a, just again, a number, just a great example of where we are at. Where you have a Chinese balloon with high tech, what's the, what's the photographic, what would be a better word, Aaron, than that if you think of it, it's chime it, in. It basically like a drone video. Yeah, but what, yeah, some sort of tech thing, but it's just better than video, you know, because video is so old. But anyway, just you have a you have a Chinese, you know, a balloon flying over America for eight days, photographing our nuclear missile silos for eight days. Could have been shot down over Wyoming. There's no, there's less than a million people live in all of Wyoming, in all of Montana. It's just over a million people. Could have shot, been shot down over the anywhere, and and by the way, it was just eight days over the continental United States. They were over U.S. waters for days before that. Why are they allowed to do that? We all we need to look at this. Why are they allowed? Why is nobody stopping? It's not just the CCP doing hacking vital United States infrastructure. It's the People's Liberation Army doing it. The same people that own the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which I could spend an hour on right now. It's just very strange. It's very strange that, remember to vocally remind yep, me, yep. Not, not with the screen. It's just very strange that these things are allowed. Why is, why is nobody stopping the PLA from hacking vital United States infrastructure? It's not hacking your local uh, Verizon store. <laughs> this is hacking vital United States infrastructure. Right. And it's being allowed. Why is that? Where's the NSA? Bought off by the CCP. Because the NSA is under the Biden administration, which is bought off by the CCP. No, you got Republicans. Mitch McConnell's, Miss Mitch McConnell's wife's parents work for the CCP. You know, like work for is a, is a little bit uh, hyperbolic, but they aren't they aren't allowed to conduct their inter their uh intercontinental, their uh international shipping industry without the approval of the CCP. So Mitch McConnell ain't rich without the CCP. Yeah. And CCP and PLA are one and the same. And of course, you know what I'm going to tell you next. If you watch this podcast, you've heard this story a thousand times. It's not a long story. But in 2014, Hunter and Joe, it's like a little song. Hunter and Joe flew over to China. <laughs> it's, like a little, it's like a little fairy tale rhyme. <laughs> so they fly over to China together on Air Force Two. So you paid for Hunter to go over there and secure these business deals. For like Rosemont Seneca or Son of Hawk or whatever it is, one of his 23 shell companies. Where he should go. Nobody talks about this very much. 
$1.4 billion from CCP and PLA-controlled banks for Hunter Biden's consultancy fees. It was all done on the taxpayer's dole. You and I paid for that. It was all paid for on our taxpayer money. So you have China who can extort Joe Biden so they can fly. They can build, was this military base? Did that on Cuba? Basically the equivalent of a Chinese aircraft carrier sitting in Cuba right now? Was that there? Was that there under the Trump administration? Absolutely freaking not. But it is now a mere two and a half, 2.75 years later. There it is. You have a Chinese military base on Cuba right now. What are they capable of? Nobody knows. Where, why doesn't the CIA do something about that instead of making sure that they're recruiting transgender parents? Right. Or you or I, I'm not recruiting transgender, transgender people that put together videos about their transgender parents. <laughs> CIA says nothing about it. We have no information. We have no idea. And, of course, we had that mysterious uh, fighter jet that allegedly went down in South Carolina. Sure. And Aaron did the diagnostics on it, and it easily could have flown from South Carolina to... Cuba to Havana, Cuba could easily make it on a tank of fuel and it mysteriously disappears. And they say, Oh, it went down because it was drizzling outside. Yeah. So a plane (laughs) that cost, I believe it was 63 million. Yeah. Plane that cost 63 million. If you have a drizzle of rain, it's going to go cascading to the ground. (laughs) So, you know, that's where we're at. Very advanced. And then we, Aaron and I, we posted, we showed you the pictures. It literally, and again, if you heard this before, I apologize for the redundancy. But the wreckage site, there was no steel at all for this airplane. No. This jet, a jet. And it was the, the, the ground looked about the size of this room. No wreckage, no steel, no fuselages, no remnants of jet engines, nothing. It literally looked like the time my dad set my yard on fire trying to cook a turkey. <laughs> trying to fry a turkey, set my backyard on fire. That's what it looked like. That's probably what it was. They just hired somebody to go out there and pour turkey grease all over the ground and light it on fire. Right. And lo and behold, this jet just disappears out of you know into oblivion, except for the wreckage site. Joe Biden is being extorted by the CCP and the PLA. That's why nothing is done to them. No COVID investigation, no lawsuit. We could just sue them for the trillions that we owe them and just say we don't owe you nothing because COVID cost us seven trillion, which is not spent on COVID, by the way. Out of that seven trillion that was allocated for COVID, eight hundred billion was spent on COVID. So $6.2 trillion went to green energy deals. That's an absolute freaking fact, by the way. So that's why nothing's being done. Nothing. They're allowed to have their Air Force base in Cuba. Our jet disappears. You got a balloon flying over the continental United States. And just when it clears the continental United States, then they shoot it down. You're like, well, none of that information got back to China. No, it was proven. They were, they, were, they were transmitting all information as they were getting it. Yep. Right back to the PLA. Yep. And Joe Biden allowed it. Why would you allow it? Because he's being extorted. Joe, Joe, Joe. And him and Voldemar Zelensky, Xi Jinping and Voldemar Zelensky, Belt and Road Initiative is being enacted inside of Ukraine. Ukraine's being fu- simultaneously funded by the United States and China. And China is simultaneously funding and helping both Ukraine and Russia. You're like, Tom, there's good guys and bad guys. No, there's not. No, there's not. There's motives only. There's motives only. That's it. What's a person's motives? That's what counts. 
Uh, let's go to this one. I have to show you this. You can just go to, it's right to the tweet. Visegrad 24 tweet, breaking. This is how it's done. This is how it's done. Unless we do it, our country's in big trouble. Sworn in as president of Argentina. Big wins for us, by the way. Big wins happening. Big wins in the Netherlands. Mark Rutt's time is limited as the uh, prime minister or president, whatever his title is, over, ne- over the Netherlands, who is just a World Economic Forum shill, an award winner from the World Economic Forum. Mark Rutt is trying to buy up 40% of their farmland inside, actually confiscate 40% of their farmland inside of the number two agricultural producer on the planet, which is the Netherlands. But he's, he's losing. He's about to lose. He's about to have to resign as prime minister. And uh, Malay, if I hope I'm getting it right. Millie, I believe it's actually called Millie. I think it's Malay. Malay, you think, Aaron? Yeah. Aaron thinks it's Malay. So we'll go, I'll go with Aaron. He's usually right. So sworn in as president of Argentina, President Malay signs his first executive order reducing Argentinian government, get this, from 21 ministries to nine. <laughs> so cool. So what, what does that mean? Like if, if you and I got elected as president and we were like Malay, we come in and go, FBI, gone. Yeah. DOJ, gone under the FBI. Under, uh, DO, FBI is under the DOJ. Uh, Department of Education, gone. Department of Interior, gone. That's what you do. You $34 trillion in debt, get rid of them all. Keep the military and basically get rid of every freaking thing else. IRS, gone. Yep. Let states do it. Let's, let's, you know, let's actually have what the Constitution says, a federalist society. Let's the states fund themselves. Let them do interstate commerce. That's it. And we, Tom, we need an international police force. No, we don't. That's why you have sheriffs. Please read the Constitution. It's just like I try to tell Christians, stop calling things that are not the Bible Christianity. Stop calling things that are not in the Constitution America. They're not America if they're not in the Constitution. And it's not up for interpretation. This is how you govern right here. You go in and you just cut all government out. And by the way, Trump has a plan. I can never remember the name of the plan. I had it once in my head. Now I lost like the F plan, something like that. Where they're going to come in on day one and start slashing. Don't, not going to worry about people suing them for being fired. Just start firing everybody. And then when the media comes in and says, I can't believe you're doing it. Make sure I'm stealing this from Dan Bongino. Do credit to him. Then you fire, you come in, you fire 10,000. The media is up in arms and calling you a xenophobic, racist, homophobic, whatever. Then you know what? When they're crying about the 10, you fire 100,000. That's what you do. And they'll shut up then. And Malay's doing that right now. Get rid of it. They are hemorrhaging money. They have, they have our problems, but they're just, they don't have the infrastructure and the foundation of America. Listen, Argentina's in huge trouble. Oh, yeah. If they don't fix it, they're finished. Finished. They're going third world. They're already close to third world. You got to have a stack of money like this tall to buy a gallon of milk. That's how bad their inflation is. We're heading that way ourselves. All right, let's go to the next one. Told you you're sleeping all over the place. Epic Times OC daily tweet. And just speaking of debt, here's old Gabby, this man right here. And again, unlike all the COVID caving pastors, COVID caving conservatives, conservatives, vaccine whores, vaccine pimp conservatives, vaccine whore and pimp uh, clergymen, whatever maybe what do I call what I've called over the last 45 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, CCCs. If I'm wrong, I'll apologize. I'm telling you right now, this guy's running for president. They're going to, and again, I'm stealing this from Bongino, they're going to replace Joe Biden at some strategic point. And this is what I'm stealing from Bongino. That we need to hold on to Joe Biden as long as we can. <laughs> Not because I'm afraid of this idiot, Mr. Slickster. 
All you got to do is have facts. And he, he has a bunch of fraudulent facts. All you do is have the real ones. He looks like the grease tooth idiot that he is. But he's running for president. Biden will, we, Biden will bow out. We need Biden to stay on for a long time to burn up all of their cash yeah. for a guy that's not running, stealing this off from Bongino. And then Gavin Newsom will have to step in at the last minute. That is the plan. That's what's going to happen, I'm telling you. They're going to replace Biden with him. When they do it, nobody knows. Well, they, maybe somebody knows. We don't know. But here's how this is now who the person they replace, they're going to tout as this great politician, this great leader, this economic genius, this societal genius, this equity genius, whatever it may be. Because of severe revenue decline, <laughs> here's the genius that's going to be running for president. Again, promoting, absolutely promoting ineptitude. Just promoting galactic ignorance. Promoting people who are failures. Gavin Newsom is a galactic failure. Under his gubernatorial reign in California, they've lost at least two congressional seats because of the mass exodus out of the state under his leadership. He'll come out with these bogus stats about we're the largest economy in, a, in, in the third largest economy in the world. What does that matter? Under your leadership, it was the third largest economy when you took over, and since you've taken over, you've lost two congressional seats because everybody's moving out of your state to Texas. Now, the Democrats that are so stupid that move out of that state, and then they move to Austin, Texas, or Dallas, Texas, or Houston, Texas, and then vote in the, same the exact same policies they're fleeing from. Epitome of idiocy. But here, here, is, here is the social, political, economic genius. Because of a severe revenue decline, California is facing a, 60, a state, a state is facing $68 billion, $68 billion budget deficit. $68 billion in one state. That's crazy. That could accumulate to more than $155 billion over the next five years. <laughs> By the way, just so you know, that's not their debt. Everybody get that? Yeah. That's their deficit. They're already a trillion dollars in debt. Wow. 40% of all unemployment claims come out of one state in this country. And that would be the state of California. Those are the things that need to be brought up. When he's running for president... Please, whoever runs against him, please bring up the following. The two people, the, the two congressional, bare minimum of two, might be three now, congressional seats that you've lost, the mass exodus and the specific numbers because he lies about numbers all the time. Make sure you have the numbers and the source because Gavin Newsom will just lie on cue with his, with his bleach white grin and his slick back hair, mocking you while he lies. He will do that. You need to ask Gavin Newsom about why he and uh, State Senator Weiner that's his name, lowered the penalties for anybody who anally rapes 14-year-olds. What would motivate you? Hmm, what am I going to do today to benefit society? Let's see here now. I'm going to feed the hungry, try to save the unborn. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to lower the penalties for those who anally rape 14-year-olds. That's, that's him. That's Gavin. That's what he does. Those things need to be made sure that they're brought up along with this. And just on the numbers, that's a $68 billion deficit. That's a one-year deficit. That's what we're doing every that's what we're doing every day in the United States too, uh, you know, nationally speaking. There's already a trillion dollars debt. Always remember the difference between deficit and debt. Deficit is how much over you're spending every year yeah. over what you bring in. And debt is the accumulated deficits over years. That's what that de deficit is, like the United States government is simply this. We bring in five trillion dollars a year in, in taxes. Should be able to scrape by on five trillion, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> should I be able to scrape by? Five yeah, trillion? Yeah, yeah, I think you should.
But we spend under Joe Biden the, this last budget agreement six point eight trillion. Bring in five, send, spend six point eight trillion. Same thing's going. The one point eight trillion that's your deficit. The thirty four trillion that's your debt. I hope everybody gets that. Yeah. I used to mix them up. All right, let's go to the next one. Let me show you. Oh, let's do a, let's do our ad. Let's do our ad, Aaron. Let's do our ad. Thank you. Just keep verbally reminding me. All right, Midas Gold Group. <laughs> Aaron tries to flash them on screen. I don't do go to the screen. It throws me off the target, so I just need Aaron to chime in and remind me. <laughs> it's our first ever sponsor. I don't spend a lot of time on this, so everyone can spend 60 seconds with me on Midas Gold Group. Midas Gold Group. I'm going to show you stuff on China in just a minute. What is China doing right now? What's China doing? Buying up gold as they're trying to de-dollarize the gold, globe. They're trying to de-dollarize the globe, and they're trying to devalue the dollar. You must buy gold. I am buying thousands of dollars worth of gold this month or at the first of the year or both. I'm buying it. I'm putting it in my safe, and I'm going to buy a gold IRA. Here's what's great about Midas. First of all, they're MAGA-owned. Real MAGA. I talked to them. I talked to them. Real MAGA. They're like you and me. They're not fake MAGA. They're not fake like Jenna Ellis. They're real MAGA people. Veteran-owned, veteran-operated, MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated. You've got to buy gold as they de-dollarize the globe, devalue the dollar. Biden is in on de-dollarizing the globe. He doesn't look at us as a sovereign nation. He looks at us as a globalist state. You've got to have some measure of gold. The people who are trying to ruin the dollar, devalue and de-dollarize, they're buying gold. You've got to have a certain amount of gold. If you can do hundreds of dollars, do hundreds of dollars. You can do thousands of dollars, do thousands of dollars. I'm doing it. you got to do it. And when you buy it, buy it from a real company. Everything that Midas does is physical gold. Physical, real gold, not some sort of gold idea. Yep. Or they say that they have gold. No, that's where they'll put the gold in your hands. Buy it from Midas, I'm telling you. And they're the first ever sponsor of the TLP podcast, so they've got to be great, right? They've got to be great. And when you do buy gold from them, make sure that you told them, make sure that you tell them that you got the idea from the Tom Lipley podcast. Love you all. Thank you. Uh, let's go on. Now, here's China. China's sovereign debt. Has now been downgraded. Does that sound familiar, Aaron? Does that sound mm, familiar to you? Yeah, it does. Who, who else? Who else? Who's who else's economy was downgraded? Pretty sure ours. I think ours yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ours was, and now China's <laughs> is too. Oh, because China's a big fraud. Yeah, they're just printing money like we are, and then using that false money to de-dollarize the globe under the one. And again, that's the whole BRICS thing. And that's Brazil, Russia, India. China, and South uh, Africa. Africa. Yep. I just want to say South Korea. It's not South Korea. That's BRICS. They're trying to de-dollarize the globe, and they're trying to uh, devalue the dollar. Very simple, through, through hyperinflation, by, by propping up their own currency. But here's what happens. Follow this person. Follow this person on social media. You want real economics. I can't pull it off. I don't know everything this guy does. But I get snippets from them and get an idea of what's happening around the globe, economically speaking. This is Peter, Peter St. Ange video, China's sovereign debt downgraded. Play for me, Heather. China just got whacked with a downgrade as soaring government debt and China's crawling economy drove ratings agency Moody's to downgrade China's sovereign debt to negative. At this point, it is a global race to the bottom, and China is putting in a very impressive effort to get there first. I've mentioned in recent videos how government debt is a growing threat here and across the world as the governments of Earth plunder their people. According to the IMF, debt worldwide is soaring, with the eurozone at 85% of GDP and government debt, 
Britain at 98% of GDP, and the U.S. jumping along at 150% of GDP, which is well above the traditional red line of 100 to 125 when bad things start happening. Japan, notably, is at 263% and sucking wind with a plunging yen. Worse, all these debts are growing at a blistering pace. The IMF estimates that worldwide governments will run deficits of 7.4% of GDP next year and the year after. For perspective, that's about two and a half times faster than the economy grows. It's also double what the U.S. deficit was pre-COVID, when media was aghast at trillion-dollar deficits under Trump. In other words, yes, sovereign debt at this point is eating the world. China is actually relatively low on government debt, so just over half of GDP. That is double what it was in 2008. But the problem is China's overall debt level is astronomical. It's almost 300% of GDP, including 230% in household and corporate debt. Note, this doesn't even include a universe of dark loans to local governments that the Wall Street Journal estimates could total $11 trillion in off-balance sheet hidden debt in China. The fund does not stop there because even as debt soar... So there you go. I just wanted you to know that China's a fraud and we're not much better. We're really not much better. Now, you understand one of the key points there when you talk about the United States debt is 150% of the GDP. What does that mean? That basically our gross domestic product, what we are worth, our debt is 50 times higher, is 50% higher than what we are worth totally. That ain't good, folks. That's horrible. That's not good. And China hides all their numbers and manipulates their currency. So when you see that theirs is like 50% of their GDP, it's probably 300% of their GDP and actual debt. So please understand that's exactly where we are right now. Let me switch subjects here. Rebel News video. This is great stuff out of Ezra Levant and Rebel News. Great stuff. Just a snippet. I know I'm jumping all over the place. It's got Secret Service after this. So this is great. I actually enjoy Because if I get locked into vaccines or COVID, which is... I've got Barry down. Yeah, vaccines are right here. I don't know if I'll get to them. I'm, I'm going to try to get to them here. But if I do vaccines right off the bat, show's over. <laughs> it's over. So I like getting all these, these other stories out. This is just great journalism by Ezra Levant and by Rebel News. So you hear, here it is. I'm going to show you three clips of this video, three short clips, each one about a minute long. Premier, trans woman, Nicholas Cepeda, 50. She's 50. He, there we go. I got indoctrinated. I'm Dr. Aaron Plan <laughs> for my deprogramming after the show. Will do, will do. <laughs> Nicholas Cepeda, a 50-year-old man, showers and trains, 50 years old, with teenage girls. Showers oh. with them. And parents don't even give a crap. Can you imagine that? A 50-year-old, fully penis dude. Again, you know what? I'll never, I will never call you a woman, even if you get it lopped off. Yeah. I'm not doing it. But if you get it lopped off, I'll be quieter. <laughs> But you got to get it lopped off. I want it lopped off, and you want you have to have an inverted vagina. Period. I'm, otherwise, I'm not ever. You are. You are. Ap, you, you're absolutely a man, no matter what. But you have absolutely zero rights as a woman if you got if you're fully penis. <laughs> and this is a fully penis, nasty looking, fifty year old man who is showering with teenage girls. We'll let the video speak for itself. Play it for me. A fifty year old man. <laughs> changing with 13-year-old girls. Do you have a record of sexual perversion? Protect me from these people. By the way, you mothers, you have no problem with a 50-year-old male showering with your daughters? No. You're not going to answer any questions? Or would you like to talk off the record later? I, I can accommodate that if you're 
afraid of cancel culture. You are breaking the rules. Now, okay. please, can you take that out of my face? I do not consent to be interviewed or on film, okay. so please exit the building. Well, you're the star interview so far, so thank you for that. Are you going to do anything about a 50-year-old man showering with 13-year-old girls? That's against the law, actually. Do, do, do young ladies have any trouble with a, a mature male swimming with the girls? Really? Yeah. No. No? Really? Okay. She goes in her changing room. I see her in the mornings. Oh, okay. And she doesn't go in your changing room? She does. Oh, okay. You see, folks, this is exactly the problem. These are mothers. You'd think they'd be in mama bear mode, you know, a potential sexual predator. How else can you describe a 50-year-old man changing and showering with girls as young as 13? They don't care. I'm going to grab your names. Sure. I can ask one. David Menzies for Rebel News here in Orangeville, Ontario. Well, folks, we are doing a follow-up story on perhaps the most infamous swimmer on the planet right now, that would be Nicholas J. Sapita, otherwise known as Melody Wiseheart. He's a 50-year-old biological male that changes, showers, and swims with 13-year-old girls. Yeah, you heard that right. We saw it for ourselves earlier this month in Barrie, Ontario at the Trojan Cup. Check it out. We tried to ask Nicholas Sapita why he is swimming with 13-year-olds, why he is breaking world aquatic rules, and, uh, well, it didn't go well. Check it out. What, what is your deal? Why are you swimming with 13-year-olds? Why are you breaking world aquatic rules? Why are you running? What are you? Mr. Sapita, are you a sexual pervert? Why won't you answer these questions? Now, we have reached out to the... I mean, there's some wild stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I just think about it. I've, you know, there's everybody in this room, with the exception of Aaron, his kids will come later, but we've all had, we've all had daughters in this room. And I'm like, you want that? Oh, Aaron, you picked the picture. I was hoping you picked that one. I told Aaron, just clip me one pic of the guy. <laughs> so here's the guy. His name's Nick, Nicholas Sapita. I'm trying to find it. Oh, he goes by Melody Wiseheart. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fully penis dude. So, you know, it's all that. Now, listen, I've got to, Aaron, you got to remind me. I've got to pull the Jordan Peterson summation about the thinking of people like this, the mindset. The mindset of Wiseheart here, it's oh. actually a sexual perversion. Yeah. He is turned on by himself dressing as a woman. Yeah. So, you have a guy who's actually turned on by femininity. Understand that. It's no, it's, it, it's no different. And any one of any one of these guys you can name that's fully penis. Now again, I'll I'll raise you to another echelon if you lop it all off. Lopped off inverted vagina. If they don't do that, I you're not getting elevated to the next level. You're just sexual deviant pervert. It's no different with it than anybody else you can name. So it's a sexual perversion. This guy who's actually turned on. By femininity, he is turned on by dressing up as a woman. So womanhood turns him on. So he not only does he get turned on by being in women's clothes, he's in a woman, so he's turned on by women and is now showering with 13-year-olds. I think I've got the, the next portion of the video that the kids are actually interviewed and aren't really bothered by it, and the parents aren't even bothered by it. This is indoctrination, of course. 
to usher in pedophilia. You don't think this guy's interested in girl and little girls? Really? That guy? Look at him. Ugh. Melody Wise Heart. That's what he goes by. <laughs> so you got to see this next one, and we'll talk about it. Play for me, other. More concerned about. Oh, but yes, we're not filming the pool. I'm just doing a stand-up. Yeah. Do you know there's a 50-year-old man? Oh no, but you interrupted me, ma'am. So I think if you work here, to film here, I do not consent to being on this video. We don't need your consent. Do you know that there's a 50-year-old man going into the girls' showers? You are not allowed to film here. Are you a biological female? Here, you are not allowed to film here. Okay, there's a. Is it allowable for me to shower with 13-year-old girls? Building, you need. Leave the right. Well, you we'll be on our. to film right here. You're filming minors in bathing suits. Oh, is that right? Well, we're not. And secondly, there is, <laughs> there is a man. There is a man showering with minors. Allowed to be here. You are trespassing now, and you are not allowed to film here. Okay. So what is your name? Right here. What? I'm not giving you my name. Okay. Are you a security guard? You are not allowed to be here. Okay. Do you have a security license? You are not. Absolute epitome of the leftist mindset. She's worried about him filming 13-year-olds in bathing suits. Which, by the way, you can go to any beach if you're some perv and see anybody of any sex in any bathing suit. So she's concerned about, and by the way, I got it wrong. I said Ezra Levant's David Menzies, by the way. Great job here by him, but it's Rebel News, Ezra Levant. But that's David Menzies' report. But her concern is, you're filming 13-year-olds, so she doesn't want 13-year-olds being filmed while they're swimming, which I agree that would be a perverted thing if people want to do it. But regardless... She doesn't want that, but she's fine with Melody Weishart, correctly known as Nicholas Sapita, 50-year-old Nicholas Sapita, fully penised male, showering and undressing and watching 13-year-olds, showering with 13-year-olds, undressing in front of 13-year-olds, and watching 13, girls, girls, watching 13-year-olds undress, showering with 13-year-olds. Yeah. She's fine with that, but doesn't want Rebel News to inadvertently film a 13-year-old swimming. Absolute epitome of the leftist mindset. Absolute epitome of it. Kids in cages. Kids in cages. Ah! Kids in cages. But butcher 41 million of them a year in the womb. Yep. Absolute epitome of leftist ideology right there. That little Aaron, Aaron Labeler, another Karen. There's Karen. You can't film them. Film them. I think they'd rather be filmed than watched undressed by a 15-year-old dude who probably is sexually aroused if anybody actually looked into it. Yeah. I almost guarantee it. All right, switching subjects. Again, hopping all over the place. Now onto the Secret Service. Got to hear the Secret Service stuff, and I'm going to let the video pretty much set it up. Did you know? I didn't know this, and I have to excuse my ignorance on it. Most of you probably did know it. I didn't know the Secret Service deleted all their 1-6 uh, texts. Did you no. know that? The Secret Service deleted all. Now, they called it a uh, a something migration, a data migration. Yeah, data migration. A data migration. Yeah. But lo and behold, the data migration only consumed all of their 1-5 texts, which completely and totally exonerated. Oh. Let's see. Now, who would the Secret Service text, who would they exonerate completely? <laughs> hmm. Remember, because you've got... You know, the, the Democrats and their stupid witnesses all claiming that Donald Trump instigated the 1-6 insurrection, insurrection where you're going to take over the military <laughs> using flagpoles. Right. 
So this insurrection, again, it's, their insurrection, it's, it, right there, it's, it's another epitome of leftist ideology. That's an insurrection, just like the woman is scared of 13-year-olds being accidentally filmed while they're swimming, but has no problem with a 50-year-old man undressing in front of them and watching them undress. Right. Their version of an insurrection is a bunch of overweight people with flagpoles marching around. That's their insurrection. But lo and behold, it would completely and totally exonerate Donald Trump to have all these Secret Service text messages going back and forth because Donald Trump, A, didn't try to take over the limo like, like <laughs> he was accused of doing, physically taking over a limo. So ridiculous. Um, all this would exonerate Donald Trump. And lo and behold, the person that was actually put in place by Joe Biden oversaw the accidental deletion of all of the Secret Service's text messages on one, not on one seven, not on one four, not on one seven to one twenty, just one five and one six. Weird, isn't it? Mm. Here's the here's the lead up. Play it for me, other. She would know. The 28-year veteran was on the team that evacuated Vice President Dick Cheney on 9-11, and she served on then-Vice President Biden's protective detail. He named her director in mid-2022. Amid a swirl of controversy over the agency deleting nearly all of its text messages from January 6th, the agency says that was due to a data migration. System migrations happened, but I think for a lot of Americans, it just doesn't pass the smell test, given the timing and the volume of messages deleted. Well, it's unfortunate that that would be the assumption that people would make. Our integrity is everything, and there was nothing nefarious attached to that. Their integrity has... So Kim Cheetle, <laughs> Kim Cheetle, it's like Joe Robinette Biden, Joe Robinette Biden. <laughs> so Kim Cheetle, who is a Biden appointee, when did she get appointed? Let's see. She got appointed in mid-2022. And lo and behold, that data migration happened somewhere after that where all the 1-5 and 1-6 uh, Secret Service text messages were deleted into oblivion. That's weird, isn't it? That's so weird. It's just like all those devices that Hillary Clinton bleached bit or smashed into pieces. Mm -hmm. And then they had a reset of all of the White House staff phones in order for you to do a, is it called factory reset? Yes. Yep. A factory reset. And this, would ha this happened to all of Barack Obama's administrative phones mm. because they don't want him linked to the Russian collusion hoax. <laughs> Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Rod Rosenstein, James Comey, uh, Andrew McCabe, all of them. They don't want him linked to the, you know, they're lying at the FISA court and all those different things. Don't have time to get into that. But lo and behold, but numerous Biden administration officials all had mysterious factory resets on all of their devices on the same day. And in order for that to occur, and nobody's criminally charged. Nobody's criminally charged. In order for that to happen, get this, you would have had to enter the wrong password 16 straight times per device. Right. For a factory reset. <laughs> and they're not criminally charged. Here's the information about the here's the information about the, the Secret Service. Gateway pundit article along with Julie Kelly. According to a new Jack Smith filing, the DOJ may be part of the scandal of Jack Smith and his Monday night filing objected to Trump's demands for evidence from the Department of Homeland Security. So 
I didn't read that really well because I cut off a piece of the article. They're linking the DOJ with this mysterious data migration that was a very, it's like COVID. COVID was a very surgical virus, according to the experts. The experts like Anthony Hachi. It's surgically uh, specific, surgically strategic virus where when you walk into a restaurant, you have to be masked all the way to your table, sit down, and then you can remove your mask because I guess the virus only attacks at above five feet <laughs> and below two feet. Right. Very, very surgically tactical virus. Same thing here with this factory reset. I mean, with this uh, data migration. Yeah. It's very strategic because it only affected things that would exonerate Donald Trump. Yeah. All evidence that would, and this is my point, is that the DO, Donald Trump is filing motions to expose all this evidence that shows that he's innocent. And so he filed this motion to show that he's innocent, that he didn't instigate any insurrection. First of all, there is no insurrection, so he's trying to show evidence that he didn't, ex he, that he didn't instigate that which doesn't exist. But anyway, I digress. So he files a motion, and then the DOJ comes back and says, well, you know what, we can't really give you all that, those texts from the Secret Service because the data migration from the exact dates you're asking for caused them to spontaneously delete into oblivion. These are all felonies. These are all treasonous acts that need to be criminally prosecuted when we own the DOJ. When we own the DOJ, whether it's, uh, what's her name, uh, Cheadle, Kim Cheadle, she needs to be investigated and criminally prosecuted as well as everybody else. There's so many, there's so many others I could name right now. But anyway, so according to, uh, per Julie Kelly, it appears, the DO, it appears DOJ is part of the scandal of the missing Secret Service text. As I reported a few days ago, thousands of texts between two dozen Secret Service officials, agents, including the director, and Robert Engel, the agent Trump allegedly attacked on, one, on January 6th. <laughs> According to Cassidy Hutchinson, Cassidy Hutchinson is the idiot, the Democratic Party whore that she is, will say anything. Everything Cassidy Hutchinson has said has been completely contradicted by all people around her. By everybody who is actually at the incident has contradicted everything Cassidy Hutchinson has ever said. Does that stop the Democrats from A, propping her up, having her testify and believing her? Absolutely not. But they, because they, and they, they still call her, even though everything she, everything she's ever said has been disproven, they still say, oh, we're bringing on a great witness today, bringing on just a verified, you know, bona fide witness to everything Trump did. Cassie Hutchinson was nothing more than a low tier staffer and now a Democratic Party whore. That's yep. who she is. Yep. Allegedly attacked, the, the agent that was allegedly attacked by Donald Trump, according to Cassie Hutchinson, you go and talk to him. Robert Inkle. Robert Inkle says everything Cassie Hutchinson has said is a bullfaced freaking lie. But yet Cassie Hutchinson will be on every Democratic Party show as a verified witness. According to Cassie Hutchinson, all these, all these exonerating text messages have been deleted. United States, Supreme, uh, United States Secret Service claimed the purge was caused by a pre-planned reset of devices. And it happened after House Dems notified... <laughs> timing is just always so weird. <laughs> It's so weird because this, this plea plan, plan reset, this state of migration, it happened after the Dems notified the executive branch to preserve records. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so they were, they were told to preserve 
all records all the way back to January 6th. And lo and behold, when they were told to preserve them, they deleted them. That's weird, isn't it? Because none of this, this, this data migration and these factory resets, pre-planned factory research sets, none of this occurred prior to Kim Cheadle being put in place by Joe Biden. Weird, isn't it? January 6th committee subpoenaed the text only to be told they were not recoverable. And by the way, do you know why the January 6th told them to preserve the evidence? Because they wanted them to delete it. That's the January 6th committee. That would be Adam Kinzinger um, and all, you know, the various other idiots on Liz that. Liz Cheney. Yeah, Liz Cheney. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the Democratic Party leader. Bernie something or other. Not Bernie Sanders. Bernie Thompson. So, yeah, Liz Cheney, uh, Adam Kinzinger, all the rest of them. They told them to preserve it. So that was... That was what they call a dog whistle. They love to use it on the left. That was a dog whistle to the United States Secret Service. Whatever we're telling you to preserve, make sure you delete. Yeah. To be told they were not recoverable. Now it looks like DOJ had the actual phones, <laughs> but still could not find the deleted messages. So they actually had the phones. How do you delete? The, how do you do a factory reset without the actual device? So the DOJ was in possession of the devices that were factory reset to deletion. <laughs> Jack Smith needs to be brought up on felonious charges. Go, Aaron. Well, and you know what's funny, too, is the fact that you can, you can push a factory reset to the devices, but there would be a trail. So the only way to do it without having like a trail that shows that you pushed something is to have the devices. So they knew... If they were going to push something, that they would get found out for that. So they had to have the device. There you go. There you go. So they had the device in hand. This is insane. Julie Kellogg's still right. No one can possibly believe this given the invasive tools the government has and has used in the investigation. This is in addition to Biden's DHS refusing to give House GOP numerous transcribed interviews with Secret Service officials. Also, the apparent, also apparently the one with Angle, the guy who Trump physically assaulted on 1-6 <laughs> that said he wasn't physically assaulted. All right. What I got? I got a couple minutes. Good. Let's do a little bit of vaccine stuff here. Camus video. Russell Brand talking here. Africa is now becoming the testing ground for a biometric digital identity. Again, all COVID was about. All illegal immigration is about. All lawlessness is about. All CBDC is about. Social credit systems. Gun grabbing, climate change, COVID, COVID vaccines, and everything else is about getting to biometric digital identity platforms. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Amazingly, that's considered Revelation 13, 16, and 17, it's considered to be right-wing conspiracy theory by most Christians. And the next verse says, here is wisdom. Know the mark of the beast. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding comprehend the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Biometric digital identity. It won't be an actual number, 666. It will be the number of a man. A biometric digital identity number. Yep. And now it's being pushed in Africa. 
I'll let Russell Brand say it. Play it for me, other. So let's have a look at what actually happened. Africa is now becoming a testing ground for a biometric digital identity platform developed in partnership between MasterCard, TrustStamp, and Bill Gates's Gavi Vaccine Alliance. Oh, Bill, you're so trustworthy and reliable. Perhaps we should let you run everything all the time. While TrustStamp provides identification authentication through AI, Gavi is an international organization created by tech mogul Bill Gates for supposedly helping underprivileged children access new as well as underused vaccines. <laughs> underused. We've got these vaccines that we can't shift. The people of Africa seem pretty desperate. Could we sell those vaccines over there? Well, we did it before. Have a look at the history of Bill Gates and vaccines in the continent of Africa, it will show you some pretty curious results. The digital identity platform was first launched in 2018 and is now going to be implemented in the remote and low income communities in West Africa. Gavi and MasterCard have created a digital vaccination record known as, well, see, this is what it's always been about. If they come at you with a medical emergency with anybody with a brain could tell it was an emergency, 0.1% death rate. People still say it's 1%. It's not 1%. It's 0.1%. Right. Even like Rand Paul will occasionally say a, a virus with less than 1% death rate. It's not less than 1%. It is less than 1%. It's nowhere near. It's one-tenth of 1%. So you never need to even do anything. You never needed a mask. Never do, need to do a single lockdown. Never needed to stand six feet apart. Never needed to uh, wash your hands and a virus that's transmitted through the air, which makes no sense. Never need to wear gloves. Never need to wear a mask. Certainly never need to be seven times freaking vaccinated. But it was all about, they come to you and say, do it for uh, your neighbor because it's a medical emergency. They knew that people would buy into it. They're not going to come to you and say, hey, listen, we want to put a mark on your right hand or on your forehead so we can control <laughs> your movements. So we can we control what you buy, sell, trade, or travel. That, they're never, obviously, that's not going to sell. Right. So they have to come up with something that's not a threat to them. That's why everyone's always talking about the next thing, the next uh, pandemic is going to be something incredibly deadly. No, it won't. It can't be anything that kills off uh, tetroskibriasis. It can't be something that kills off Klaus Schwab or, or a Biden or, or an Obama. Right. They're not, because they, they'd all be dead. They're not going to release some line. There's going to be something with, something that they can paint with a veneer of, of fear, that they can paint with, you know, there's a, some sort of tacit threat to you, although they'll paint it as an existential threat to you, like they did with COVID. It was all to get to where we are right now. And where we are right now is biometric digital identity platforms, i.e. trust stamp. Now, the very person who funded the vaccines, who funded the development of COVID, who put on Event 201, is now funding biometric digital identity. Trust stamp via Gavi MasterCard and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yep. The very people that are now pushing biometric digital identity is also the World Health Organization, which is also the UN. And their primary uh, private donor is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, now partnering and trying to get Bill's biometric digital identity platform in place. Don't believe me? Watch this. Play for me. The COVID-19 pandemic highlighted the value of digital health solutions in facilitating access to health services while the emergency phase of the COVID-19 pandemic is now over, investments in digital infrastructure remain an important resource for health systems 
and for economies and societies at large. Like many countries, the European Union made significant investments in COVID-19 certificates to help people move around as safely as possible during the pandemic. The European Union certification system was used by all 27 EU member states and more than 50 other countries. Building on the success of the EU system, WHO is proud today to launch the Global Digital Health Certification Network. So thank you so much to European uh, Union for the excellent certification system that you have transferred to us and we have the chance to build on it. WHO will begin operations of the network today with the existing COVID-19 certificate as a global public good. Soon after, we will expand this infrastructure by incorporating other use, such as a digitized international certificate of vaccination, routine immunization cards, and international patient summaries. WHO will continue to work with all regions to ensure that the network is accessible globally. And I just want to congratulate everybody once again, all the COVID-caving Christians that closed your churches at the command of the Antichrist spirit, that stood six feet apart at the command of the Antichrist spirit, who cut little slits in your mass trombone players at the command of the Antichrist spirit, who put out alcohol gel stations all over your church at the command of the Antichrist spirit and the abortionists who pimped and hoard vaccines from your pulpits at the command of the Antichrist spirit. Congratulations, look where you brought us. And all the idiots locally here in South Sarasota County, I don't understand why people get so upset about people wearing masks because it's a lie and it leads to a global digital health certificate network. They know you're not gonna go for, hey listen, we wanna give you a global uh, certificate network, a global pass network. They know you're not gonna go for that. A global travel pass. They've gotta put some sort of health thing on it. Right. So that it's palatable for the idiots. You're like, Tom, it's mean to call. There, you're an idiot if you bought into any of this at any time. Now, if you've repented, listen, I've done all kinds of idiotic things, and at that time, you could have called me an idiot. If you bought into this at any time, you're an idiot in this area because they're making this palatable. You think that they, out of Revelation 13 and 16, that it causes all both 13, 16, and 17, that it causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. They're going to come to you and say, hey, can I put 666 on your head or on your hand? They're going to come with, listen, do this for the good of humanity. We want to be able to track whether people are vaccinated or not so they can't transmit, transmit viral, and vi viral infections. Oh, okay. I'll put it, put it on my forehead for me. I don't want it on my right hand. Put it on my forehead. They have to make it palatable. That's what this has been about from day one. So if you were somebody gloved, masked, six feet apart, pastor clocked down your church, pimped and hoard vaccines, this is what it's been about from day one. You quarantined your healthy family. You put out your Facebook post, quarantine day one, quarantine day two. Just great to have time together as a family. You're an idiot. This is what it was about from day one. Behind the scenes, there was Billy. 
Billy Gates, the number one owner, number one private uh, farmland owner in America, manipulating the food system, which I had for tonight, but I don't have time for it. All the while, you got Billy creating COVID-19, the one Institute of Virology, which he sent tens of millions of dollars to. A Democrat, a devout baby butchering whose dad was on the founding board of Planned Parenthood, a Democrat. Then he creates Event 201. Then he creates and, and heavily funds the vaccine effort. He creates the problem and then offers his Mengele solution. All to get to this place. And one last thing on this, ten, six minutes into overtime, like a European soccer match, you know, they've always got that overtime they put on at the end. <laughs> Just one more thing. Where did, where, so you got Tetris Gabriasis. Who was he giving credit to? Uh, he was giving credit to the European Union. Who runs the European Union? Oh, that would be Ursula von der Leyen, whose husband is a subcontractor. Oh, for, let me see, what company would that be? Who, who actually makes millions of dollars as a subcontractor for what company? Oh, oh, Pfizer. So she was mandating the vaccine she's personally profiting off of. Yep. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting how that all plans out. And one more time, I got to play my favorite video of all time. Play for me, Aaron. President of the EU. Uh, not a scary organization at all. I've always loved the European Union. Haven't you? Just mm. the precursor to one world government. It's just, it's awesome. And to hear the president of the EU explaining how you in Europe can get your life back to normal in that German accent she has. That just sounds so soothing to me. Um, here's what she says uh, is important to get your life back here. Here she comes. Good morning. Morning. How are you? Good to see you. Before you? Easter, we promised mm -hmm. to the Europeans that we will do everything possible so that they can gain back um, some normality when uh, planning for their uh, well-deserved summer holidays. So on Monday, the mm -hmm. European Parliament and the European Council mm -hmm. signed the regulation for the EU digital COVID certificate. Oh, it is applicable from the 1st of July on, but if you want to as a member state, you can sign up early voluntarily. And that's what Belgium did. Oh, Belgium, well, Belgium allows did it. as of today um, to uh, travel with a certificate, mm -hmm. and they issue travel these with certificates. Their certificate. And here sure. is mine. So everyone who is fully vaccinated mm -hmm. or tested negative right. or has recovered from COVID can get one. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have right now 15 member states that have already signed up. And from the 1st of July, all 27 member states have to apply these EU digital mm -hmm. certificates for the COVID. Mm -hmm. I am planning now to start my tour through 27 member states for the next generation EU, our um, recovering resilient plan. And I'm very curious to test and to see how this certificate will work. Thank you. That's wonderful. All right. That is now, great. She so, held hers up. Can I just take a picture of that? And can uh, I use hers? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. That's mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So, essentially what she's saying is, uh, you must have your papers. <laughs> They'll be digital, but you must have some. We have a maze of making you have your papers. Please. 
Favorite video of all time. I can't top that, so I'll <laughs> leave it right there. Love you all. Back to stick around. Stick around. Brand new, fresh, awesome post game. Five minutes worth of videos ish, something like that. Stick around for the post game. Let's maintenance our numbers even during the post game. Like and share. Buy gold from Midas. Like and share. Like and share. Like and share. Trying to get what's our audience? What's the highest we got on Rumble tonight, Aaron? Do you know? Uh, close to 600. So we got close yeah. to 600 tonight on Rumble. Yeah. Close to 600 tonight on Rumble. Broken to 700 tonight. And since I've been banned off of Facebook pretty much, do you think, Tom, I'm watching you on Facebook right now? I know, but it really, believe me, I'm banned. And banned off of YouTube. It's the highest numbers that we've had. So almost 600 tonight on Rumble. Trying to get to 1,000 on Rumble. So share this to as many people as you can. Tell them to watch it on Rumble. Stick around for the pre for the post game. Back here Thursday night, full 90 minutes of fury. Tonight was 100 minutes of fury, probably be 100 minutes then too. But back <laughs> on Thursday night, 90 minutes of fury. Don't miss it. And know this, I really appreciate it. 646 people still on. Stick around for the post game. I love you guys. Seriously, I love you. Thank you so much for making this worthwhile. As I've got a vent, thank you for allowing me to vent to you. Love you all. God bless you. See you Thursday night. You'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You'll cast out devils. You'll speak with other tongues. You drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt you. You'll be like Paul in Acts 28, 3 and 5. A viper could fasten on you. You just pull it off, throw it in the fire, and suffer no harm. But you're not interested in that. You just want a very placid, Holy Spirit, uninvolved Christianity. You're going to be miserable that way. You're actually inoculating yourself against greatness. You're inoculating yourself against the miraculous. You gotta dive in. Everything you want, Lord, I want. A lot of people don't pray that because they're afraid of what God wants. Whatever God wants is your maximum happiness. Whatever you think is great for you is not. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Let it go. Let your life go. You'll be a much happier person. That's as sweet as I can give you. That's as sweet as I can be. You'll be a much happier person. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.